Welcome back to After a Few Podcast. We have the full breakdown of what just happened with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm not... Uh, it's, it's crazy. The NBA is now broken. So we'll break that down. Who got who? What happened? Everybody on the team is traded, though. We'll do some Super Bowl recap. Big thanks to Rick out at B-Dubs in Grandview. Uh, had a good time out there last week. Uh, big thanks to Minuteman Tickets for showing up with the Blue Jackets tickets. Uh, Scott and Matt were out there personally, so give them a call. We'll have the fireman's pick coming up later in the episode. Uh, he's going to give us some hockey. Uh, let, let's go. Let's do it. How ridiculous. This guy's serious right now. He's a little incoherent. What's happening? Throwing bangers out. O-H. Oh, 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 oh. oh God, here we go. All right, so let's just start right with the Super Bowl briefly. Uh, Eagles end up taking down the Patriots, and thank God, but Tom Brady played out of his skull and lost. Yeah. 500 yards. And it, was, it was crazy. I mean, you were watching this game. And just thinking, here we go again. You know, it's going to be the same thing because their playing style is—it's all part of Belichick's plan. So that's what they do: is they wear teams down, yeah. and you know, going late in the game and have Tom yeah. come back and uh, just start firing. But Eagles were just too strong for him. Nick, Nick Foles, though, yeah, Nick Foles, what a performance! Super Bowl MVP. Um, I don't, I don't know much more you can say, but we got to talk about the Eagles fans. I got to talk briefly on this. Uh, one actually ate horse's poop. <laughs> I saw this. So, the guy at work showed me this the other day, actually. Like, why do you, what possesses I, you to do that? I don't think that there is an activity in which I would eat any sort of animal feces in celebration. No. Like, I mean, maybe if you, paid me like There's, a large sum of money i'd consider it but like if the browns won the super bowl i'm not eating poop of any type so i don't understand that gotcha so uh there was a video that leaked out though there was a convenience store fight so it couldn't look like a 7-eleven people were just like picking up candy bars and humming them at each other like <laughs> what's the point of this it, what would have happened if philly would have lost the super bowl look what they'd done to their city when they won if they would have lost well, it, it would have been over, I believe. No, I think it's I think it's actually a little bit different because they don't really know how to react to the Super Bowl. This is like this is what happened would happen in Cleveland if Cleveland ever won a Super Bowl because the Eagles hadn't won a championship since right. what nineteen things would go nuts for sure. Super Bowl era, but things I feel like are going nuts in uh, Patriot Land. So uh, Josh McDaniels takes a job with the. Indianapolis Colts and then backs out at the last minute he's going to go back Matt Patricia the defensive coordinator now their defense hadn't been all good all year in my yeah. opinion but he's gone so that's a one of Belichick's guys gone to Detroit now they do get Josh McDaniels back but what what could have possibly lured him back into New England are you kidding me like like is but that bit my question is does that mean Bill has like one more year Oh yeah, I th I definitely think Bill has another year. No, I'm saying like he has one more year, then he's gone. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to predict that because Belichick's got football in his blood. He lives and breathes it, and he's 
one of the great uh, greatest coaches of all time, no question. Um, so I don't really think that you can base this situation I, off of that. But to I your think point, if I think if uh, New England goes on to win the title next year, Brady will retire, yeah. and I think uh, Bill will probably leave and josh mcdaniels is going to get the job that's the only reason you would go back to new england in that's my an interesting take yeah um, i mean that's possible so jimmy g just got traded to the niners about oh halfway through the season came back to mildly resurrect him won a city over basically oh for sure so they give him a five-year 137.5 million dollar 74 million dollars guaranteed um and now he's the highest paid player in the nfl what does that mean for everybody else what does that mean for Kirk cousins um alex smith's deal is already done so that can't change uh what does that mean for quarterbacks you know what i'm saying i don't think it means as much as you think like i think that this was a ridiculous sum of money to put on a largely untested player so far yeah he brought him back in the second half of the season he looked good and everything they're putting a the franchise tag on him, right? Making him a franchise. If guy. Jimmy G was a Cleveland Brown, you know how excited people would be. Yeah, I mean, probably. He's, but a, he's a city changer. It doesn't matter if he was a Cleveland Brown; he'd get hurt tomorrow, yeah, but, and his career would be over. So, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying he he's uh he resurrected a city basically. I mean, well, he started winning games. He. I, I, I don't disagree, but back to your point, I don't think it really has major implications on other quarterbacks in the NFL. Look, the 49ers had the largest cap space in the NFL. Yeah. So it was basically down to, all right, what's it going to take to lock this guy up, put the franchise tag on him and ensure hopefully the future of the franchise. And that's what they did. Uh, way overpriced in my opinion, but I don't think it's going to have as big of an implication on the rest of the league as you think. However, I think it may a little bit for Kirk cousins because yeah, he's uh, definitely going to, he's been proven. He was getting, screwed in uh yeah but he was still making he was still making like 24 25 million i don't know what kirk expects but that he's gonna he's gonna hold contract is gonna cost some gm though a lot of money to get kirk cousins yeah exactly um off the nfl we're done with football we're sad but we're like totally switching gears here i got scott uh texting me he's actually watching nba games so i got excited um (laughs) He, you know, he's texting me. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Well, so, it's nice to see. Well, there, there are some interesting things happening in the in the league now. So. Yeah. So today, the blockbuster trades of all trades, the Cavs dumped everybody. They're gone. All of them. Everybody's gone. So, Scott, walk me through the scenarios. All right. Walk me through the first scenario. So this is, I, I'm, not, I'm not for sure what time these all broke. It was probably about. Within a ninety-minute stretch, all of this. Yeah, stuff it happened. was from about noon until about one thirty. Yeah, this all took place. So, give me what happened. All right. So, first of all, the first trade was the Isaiah Thomas trade. Oh. And the Cavs traded uh, Isaiah Thomas, Channing Frye, and their first-round twenty eighteen draft pick. So this year's draft. This year's draft pick to the Lakers, and they got Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. Uh. So my first impression of this, as a Cleveland Cavs, like if 
as an organization. So you just traded. Uh, you get Jordan Clarkson, averaging 14.5 points, three assists with the Lakers. He's a difference maker. My question is, how is he going to fit in with LeBron? Larry Nance is just a guy that can jump out of the gym. I think he'll fit well with LeBron because LeBron is a willing passer. Right. It's the point guards that they got in this whole trade thing that kind of bother me. I don't think it I, – I mean, I'm going to let – I'm going to watch. What yeah. else? Then – so that happens, but they gave up a first round pick too, right? I mean, it was it was a lot to give up, um, and, and we'll get into that a little bit more after we recap okay. the whole trade. So, but, so then, what what happened next then? Uh, so the second trade was a three way trade between the Cavs, Jazz, and the Kings. Yep, and the Cavs. Out of this trade, received Rodney Hood from Utah and George Hill from Sacramento. They, uh, the Kings got Joe Johnson from Utah and Shumpert from Cleveland, and 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 the pick a twenty twenty second round pick from Miami from Miami, which was part of the third trade, which yeah. I'll get to in a second. Uh, and then the Jazz got Derrick Rose and Jay Crowder, both from Cleveland. Yeah. So it seems like Utah got boned because they got Derrick Rose and Jay Crowder. No one wants Jay Crowder and Derrick Rose. I don't even know if he's still breathing. Um, the <laughs> well, Kings get Shumpert. Uh, good defensive player, can hit some shots. Kind of just lost confidence, in my opinion. Joe Johnson is in the back end of his career. He can still score. So good right. pick up there for the Kings. And they got the second round pick from Miami. So I feel like the Kings won this little deal here, but Agreed. let's, let's talk about what the Cavs did get. So George Hill, he's a former pacer. He's, he, you know, then he went to the Kings kind of lost. I don't know what it say focus, but I like him better around LeBron because he's at least shooting like 45, 46% from the three line. Right. So he can at least spread the floor with that, uh, make plays. But I, I would George or Rodney hood, now, this guy, I guess, a swing man. I've never even heard of this guy. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never even seen this guy play, so I'm going to have to go ahead and watch this guy. But a uh, swing man averaging 16.8 points for the Jazz, shooting 39% from three range. So, sounds like a kind of a big dude. I I, I would say he, he'd fit perfect with LeBron, but right, he's the gonna guards. Be good, all right, so what happened in the next trade? Uh, and then the last trade was... Uh, D Wade is going back to the Heat, and that's where the Cavs got uh, Miami's 2020 second round pick, which ended up with the the Kings. So essentially, they traded uh, Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, Jay Crowder, and Shumpert, and got Rodney Hood and Hill out of the deal. And I'm glad you said that's basically what happened because they did it this way so Wade wouldn't look like a bum. Right. Okay. Because Wade is so bad right now that they had to disguise this trade as like another trade, like a secret trade or something, because they were like, oh, we'll give a, you don't just trade D Wade away. Like, yeah. what, you, that's bad pub. So they try to hide it and like say, oh, D Wade. Well, I wouldn't say they tried to hide it, but I, I they could have bought him out. I take that's your basically point. basically what they did. I mean, he's, uh, he's on the back end of his career. He's 36 years old. You know, you could watch him. Can't make a shot. Brick threes for the first half of the season for Cleveland. But he started out 
in Miami the first 11 years of his career. He's going back to Miami yeah. uh, to finish it out. So he's got to be happy with that. I mean, it wasn't working out in Cleveland. Um, but yeah, agreed. I mean, they weren't going to get anything else out of him. So essentially, trade two and three that we talked about here was essentially a four-team trade um yeah all put together i mean it's ridiculous but here's my thing when did basketball become fantasy basketball because and (laughs) that's what i'm saying and lebron created this like lebron created this whole madness and um it's it's been going on since he's been in high school because when you know you go to you go to a school where you can recruit they're recruiting good guys they're winning state titles right um so of course, like when you get in the NBA, you didn't even go to college. So you go to the NBA and you're like, man, I, I don't know if I can do it with these guys. Let me go down to Miami. And then he's like, oh, all right, I got to come home. So he comes home, tries to bring a crew with him. And, and then the Warriors stack up. Everybody hates the Warriors. Why you hate the Warriors? They're just doing what LeBron did. Right. Like Kevin Durant realized like, hey, I can't win it with Westbrook, but if 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 I go to the Warriors, we're never going to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's completely changed the dynamic of the league, starting with uh, LeBron going to the Heat, you right. know, when you had the big three down there. And since then, it's just completely changed the dynamic in the league, more than uh, it, it ever has been. There has never been, in my opinion, a player like LeBron that has basically got to go recruit and run the teams and pick whoever he wanted to play with. Dude, he gets whatever he wants. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you can build teams around people. They build a good team around Jordan. When the Bulls were great, that was one of the best teams right, of all time. But, but it Jordan was a, wasn't out there either picking his guys either. That's my point. So LeBron is is picking his guys. Now he's got uh, J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson that they have contracts that they can't even get rid of. Right. Like no one even wants these contracts. And uh, overpaid him. They're his buddies. So why yeah. not pay him? Right. Um, that's what LeBron said. And, you know, LeBron's got three titles. He's been to, or what, however many titles. I don't even care. But that's all these people care about now is titles. So if you don't have the rings and now they're trying to, you know, basically make him, okay, now you got to, now you got to go to LA, basically. Right. And that was my next point. So is that the implication here that LeBron's going to go to LA? Because, Lakers freed up some cap, yeah. major cap space. So they got IT was basically the only thing they got, and they got a pick, right? They got a pick, yeah, this year's so, pick for so the Cavs. they got the pick, and they got um, IT. So what they're going to do is they're going to let IT play. Like, if IT turns into a good player, he's a good player. Like, it's not that he's a bad player. I think he's more of a system player because he fit into that system with the Celtics. So if he goes out there, fits in with ball or like whatever happens, and then it's like, you never know, like the Lakers might pick him up, especially if if LeBron has no interest in going there, they're going to be like, okay, maybe we should like keep a once all-star. He was an all-star man. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's not a bum. He's just a bum in LeBron's system. Agreed. He didn't fit well in the system there was That's no it. you know there was no coordination there was no good dynamic between him and the other players he just didn't fit well in the system he's coming back off the injury so that was you know slowing right. him down getting back into it so i agree i think he'll bounce back i think uh la will be a good thing for him i think it'll be a good thing for la yeah but my my point here being there are two perspectives you can take on this because uh who the Cavs received 
Yeah. They're not planning for the future. They're planning for now. They, I mean, they... And the they're whole, trying to make a run at it. They're planning for it now, but they, he's lobbying. Uh, Colby Altman is lobbying right now for, like, please, God, forget what uh, Dan Gilbert says because Dan Gilbert is not do, running the show anymore. I am. Right. So stick with me. Um, I'm going to try to make this team as good as I can. We're not going to butt heads. We can collaborate kind of thing. Like, you're not going to run my team. Right. But this is what's going to happen, and he's trying. To, they're trying to make a run at LeBron next year, so he don't leave. Because if he leaves, it doesn't matter what you. You're not going to get anything for him because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent unless they do a sign and trade. Right. But if he's leaving, it's going to be bitter either way. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what implications does this have on? Let's first talk about uh, the rest of this season for the Cavs. They're what I third. So, Third in the East. I mean, they're midway. You know, they're in the playoffs. 30, like it thirty-one and twenty-two. Well, yeah, that's they're not going to get. They're not going to be the number one seed. They're not going to probably be the number two seed. They have a chance of it. Like right now, they have twenty-nine games or whatever it is. I forget what it is. Some weird number of games left. Now they have that much time to click with LeBron to try to make a run at the finals. Now, if they make a run at the finals, then. That that's where the lobbying comes in. Okay, hey LeBron, man, we just made it to the finals. Like we might have the pieces. You want to stay another year? Maybe we can bring in another guy, kind of thing. And that happens, and you never know. Like they might be able to stay. But my thing is, it's hard to get people to glue that fast. So I'm gonna say that. I mean, they're gonna make the playoffs, but if they don't figure it out quick, then it's gonna be an experiment. That could go drastically wrong because LeBron could be walking, and that's what it and that's what it feels like to me. Like this whole situation, like uh, this has been one of the most. They're all in. This they has are been the all craziest in. like trade that I can remember, especially right at the last minute. And it just feels like you said. Uh, uh, it basically feels like a desperation attempt. No, they're all in. If LeBron leaves, it's over. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's a desperation attempt to keep LeBron. I mean, but it might work. You never know. Well, tell me this. They weren't going to win with the team they had. So, well, well yeah. But so they're gonna... like, why not? They didn't bl- completely blow up their team because they got young talent back. Like, D Wade's a bum. He ain't even on my team if I'm in the NBA. He's not good. Right. Like, he had it. He was good. He was really good. Now he just doesn't have it. Right. I'm not disputing that okay, at all. Okay. So these players that they got rid of are all like bums. Not like Channing Fry is a good player, but I'm not. You can't like play Channing Fry. Yeah, my point is this though: you're going to take a highly dysfunctional team, and you're going to basically reset your entire roster. I mean, completely blow it up. And you're going to expect to make a run with that in order to try and keep LeBron this year. Like, how are you going to take a dysfunctional team add all these new players in the system, which largely, largely wasn't working anyway because, and make anything because out? they were on their way for disaster. They were on their way. Like LeBron was pulling his hair out, probably playing with it. So when it came down today, uh, this Altman guy basically looked at in the mirror and was like, if I don't do something, LeBron is going to be mad all year. They're not. We're we don't have enough to win the championship. So, what do you think LeBron's going to do? So they bring in new talent. They still have their same guys. Jr. Jr. can still shoot it. Like Tristan is still going to get rebounds. Like dude cannot play offense. But that's besides the point. All, they don't need him to play offense. They just need some shooters. Uh, Larry Nance. I think he's going to be big. He, dude, that guy can dunk, and he's he's in the dunk contest. Yeah, I mean, I, he's 
one of the ones that I like the most out of this that I think will fit well. Jordan Clarkson, his role isn't going to change much from what it was in L.A. Like, he'll still be coming off the bench. Um, and I don't sure. know how well that he's going to be fitting in with LeBron, though, because he could come off the bench and he could contribute and he could be a difference maker in the game. I, I don't know. It'll be it'll be weird to see. I guess it'll be weird to see. I mean, we're going to see a totally different Cavs team. They just literally dropped like six or seven players, and then they swapped for six or seven players. I, you know, I, this- I, I know, and I know it wasn't working, but my point is, how do you expect that that's going to work when you have a system that wasn't already working? Because you blow it they're, all up and you expect to bring it together. At, to- the, at the end of the day, the NBA is just pickup basketball. So if you can't like figure it out, like, okay, LeBron has the ball in his hands. He's going to drive. If no one stops him, he's going to lay it in. If he, uh, like he can kick to the corner, he can lob it to the big man. And that's what, that's what the offense needs to be. And if it's not that, then D Wade standing, like he was standing around. IT was demanding a shot. Kevin Love was, Kevin Love was the only thing consistent, then he's hurt. So it was just a total dumpster fire, and they're trying to basically... I mean, I, I understand what you're saying and what they're trying to do. My point is, do you think that this is actually Good going move. to work? Good move. I think it's I think it's not going to work, but I like the move. All right, I mean, well, we're in agreement with that. But can we agree that it is basically a desperation attempt to keep LeBron? Yeah, that's and, all I... That's it. So with that being said... Do you think he sticks around, or do you think he goes Just to the Lakers? Just depends. I, I feel like if they reach the finals, he stays. If not, he goes. Because I don't see them reaching the finals anyway, so that's why I believe he's probably going to go. But I think if they can get over the hump, play good together, make it to the finals, I think he'll I think he'll sign like a two-year deal because he, his heart is in Akron, but, sure. but everything else is in L.A. But you're not going to win – I, you're not going to win another championship in Cleveland. Like those days are over. It's yeah. not going to happen. Well, maybe. And you know, it, it'll, LeBron is still LeBron. Like LeBron is still the best player in the I world. I know, but LeBron was LeBron before he went to Miami, and they couldn't win a championship with him before he went to Miami. And it was the same situation. Then he came back, and then it's like, okay, we'll let you run everything now. You bring everybody in. And yeah, they won a championship. But now you're back to square one. When you guys, it was after they won the championship. Then they gave all the people all the money, and then they right. screwed screwed the pooch. Exactly. So now they're hating that. Yes, but I mean, Cavs. I hope I hope it works out for them. I hope they like at least make a push for LeBron. Like I hope it's. I hope we see a decision too. Well, they. I mean, two. they are like, making a push for LeBron. I mean, that's the whole thing that we're talking about. But right. I think that this blows up in their face. I think he Maybe. goes to the Lakers Maybe. anyway. Because, like I said, Lakers just freed up a ton of cap space. Right, but the Lakers also gave up two of their younger assets. So, the- sure, to make room for LeBron. Yeah. Like, what do they have to lose? Like, yeah, but if LeBron you've seen, comes here, you've LeBron seen teams that here. have done that in the past and then got burnt. Yeah, but so. never, never have I seen a team trade its entire no, roster that's two hours never, before. I've a never even heard of this. Like. This was we had to like talk about this for like thirty minutes before we recorded this just to understand how all of these trades Seriously, happened. We needed we needed one of those uh, things you see in the crime uh, shows where they got like <laughs> the pins, pins like everywhere, and yarn <laughs> like going. we're tracking a serial killer. It's like what just happened? Well, because I'm sitting at work today and you told me about the the first trade, the Lakers trade, and then I'm reading about that. 
And then I see the next trade, and I'm like, what's going on? And then I hear somebody else talk about, oh, yeah, D-Wade's going back to Miami like three minutes after that trade happened. I'm like, what in the world is so, happening? So uh, Woj on Twitter is the guy that breaks all the NBA news for ESPN. Yeah. Um, and basically people were just like refreshing his page and like the craziest thing would happen That's, next. His, his Twitter is what I was reading yeah. too. Like I was so totally was, one of those people. I, it was crazy. It was crazy. But bad news, know. bad news for the NBA. Uh, Christophs Porzingis torn ACL, man. Yeah. That stinks. But the dude is seven, six, whatever he is, something seven, two. He's the size of a freaking. How do you not figure to do that? Right. I mean, as a bigger guy, you're more susceptible to these injuries, especially that. He big. probably like, can't even a, control his body. He is and a tall seven footer. He's seven two, I believe. So he tore his ACL. That that really stinks. Uh, actually, Scott the other day texted me and he said, "You know what? Uh, what what was the game? Duke versus St. John. St. John. St. John game. Yeah. So Scott texts me. He's like, dude, Duke cannot hit any free throws, and I think it's that's I think that like sums up life. <laughs> it, why? How did these guys make millions and millions of dollars, go to college for free basically, and then still can't make a free throw? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not making millions of dollars yet, but you know, get a scholarship to right. go play ball. Even in the NBA, they're oh. making millions of dollars and can't make free throws. Well, yeah. But- Fair point. I mean, between the NBA and because that's not the game anymore. People don't care about free throws. Free throws still win games. Case in point, like you said, was the St. John Duke game because Duke had that game locked up and they went down and they missed. uh, I believe it was either four out of four or three out of four free throws and lost because St. John fouled and Duke missed free throws. I got the ball back, went down and scored. They ended up winning the game. It was the worst yeah, and display that, of free throw shooting I, I've seen in a while. I feel like bad. I feel like I complain about that all the time because it's like you're really close on a spread of a game, and it's like, dude, the guy's getting paid NBA money and can't make a free throw. I mean, and what is the what's like the first thing that when you're coming up playing basketball, like when you're younger and and everything, and in every practice, like you're always working on free throws, right? But now people just want to shoot threes. You want to shoot threes. They want the dunk. They want the freaking tomahawk, the whirlwind, the oop-de-oop. Like, come on, man. Like, it's a completely different game, but it go back That's to the funny. fundamentals. Free That's throws funny. win games. If you're getting fouled late in the fourth and it's a tight game and you miss your free throws, you're not going to win that game. Case in point, Duke and St. John. Yeah. So uh, Ohio State played Purdue last night, a game of the Big Ten, uh, top two in the Big Ten, and it was a game. What a game. It was a game. Uh, Bates Diop tipped tipped it in with 2.8 seconds to beat our guy, uh, Matthias. But Ohio State, man. Crazy, crazy finish to that. Like, I, and, I, and I feel like I say this every single time I talk about these guys. They didn't even make the NIT last year. It's unbelievable. It's they didn't even get into the secondary tournament. And now they're probably going to be in the top 10. Yeah. They're easily going to be in the top 10 now. They won at Mackey. That's crazy. I Yeah, I don't even know because I think you and I both, uh, you were thinking Purdue was going to win this game, weren't you? I, I certainly was. I, I mean, Purdue was Purdue favored to win. It was at home, but like I, I like Purdue. They snapped a 19-game win streak. Yeah. Ohio State did. And I, it was at Mackey. I can't believe they won I mean, that game. What is, I mean, how 
how does Holtman come in and become this successful? You get guys that are unselfish, don't care about stats. These guys aren't aren't that good. Okay, right. they just are playing good as a team. Right, and that's what it takes. Like, you get a bunch of a the best AAU players in the world, and they all go to Kentucky, and you're watching Kentucky struggle to even be in the top twenty five, and you're watching Ohio State that. If Bates Diop is NBA, he's going to the NBA. Like that guy's good, but all the other players are just role players, in my opinion. They start three power forwards because their guard guard play is so bad. But then they got uh, what's his name, Dockage coming in. He's terrible. He can't shoot. He is the most unselfish player ever, and he he passes. He makes everybody else better on the team, and that's why they're winning. Yeah, absolutely. Plus. I mean, Holtman, this isn't even Holtman's recruiting class. He was handed right. a bunch of ragtag guys to put together. With and Diop. Bailing like, wa- where, and Diop. How, how Bates Diop is on Ohio State's team right now it blows my mind. Yeah, but he's basically thrown this to put together with bailing wire and duct tape, and he's delivering because he knows how to bring out the best in the players that he has. And like you said, there's a lot of unselfish play. There's a great dynamic, and they're just they're rolling right now, man. It's amazing to watch. Yeah. So we'll... Uh, I, we said we would just keep following those two teams. I'm I'm confident with following those two teams. One of those two teams is going to make a run. Now, if Ohio State wins the national title, that would be the nuttiest thing I've ever seen in my life. That would be crazy. I, I Still quite a ways to go to get there, but, man, yeah. they're looking good right they're now. They're in my, the tournament. They're in the tournament, though. They're in the tournament. My fear is that they're going to peak too early. Yeah. But they got nothing to lose, right? Because like you said, they didn't even make the NIT last year. So nobody was expecting anything close to this this year. Right. So, uh, we added a new member to the Vegas trip. Yeah, baby. And, uh, so now we got a total of six guys going a little, little story. So we added Steve, uh, we go, we go to a comedy show the other night and by the time we, we spent an hour together and, by in an hour, Steve had bought a ticket to Vegas. <laughs> now, mind you, Steve has a wife and two kids, so he also cleared that with his wife in that hour. Now, first of all, that's impressive in and of itself. No kidding, because when I told him about it, I'm like, I'm I'm thinking like, oh, you know, Steve, he's gonna be uh, he, he's gonna be like, oh man, I got work and I got yeah. kids and everything. Well, Steve looks at me and goes, dude, I need that, and I just started <laughs> laughing. Like I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Your wife isn't going to let that happen. And he asked her, and she's like, yep, that's fine. Oh, my gosh. She's like, but I have to take a trip. And we agreed on it, whatever. And then next thing you know, I'm on kayak buying him a flight to Vegas. (laughs) Steve is going to be the funniest time. Uh, We got a crew going. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. I wish it was tomorrow. I'm so excited for this. It's not even funny. No kidding. So, oh, it. It's going to be crazy watching all the March Madness games for sure. I know, like and that's then, what I'm excited and for. All too. the people are going to be there. It's going to be it's going to be a good time because I've never been there, and certainly I think March Madness is going to be one of the most fun times to go. You've been there for it before. I've been there once, lost my mind. <laughs> Literally, yeah, I can't wait. So we got that coming up soon. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, we went to the uh, Nothing More concert yesterday yeah we did nothing more uh was supposed to play at the newport here in columbus they sold so many tickets it got moved to express live yeah um man they put on a good show yeah it was a good show um a lot of like it wasn't like completely sold out but for for them kind of just starting out they're not really starting out like they're making a scene now yeah like they're finally like getting starting to get into the big time in their career they're breaking through for sure because they've been around for a while yeah 
Like you saw him with corn, uh, right? Yeah, we saw him with corn at that same place, and it was like pretty packed. But they were like one of the first bands, so it's pretty cool to like see them go from uh, being uh, like the first or second band with corn being the headliner, and then all of a sudden they're the headliner. Yeah, now and and I mean you that know? that place wasn't Cor- like packed to the gills or anything last night, but there were a lot of people there. That's a lot of people, man. Like, you know, if you're going to originally have it in Newport and you sell enough to go, hey, we got to move it because we're going to pack Newport. Right. And no, it was uh, was pretty cool. That's cool, though. Yeah. But uh, the funniest part about last night, so we're just standing there waiting on the band to start, and uh, we look back, there's just a dad with the grumpiest look on his face, (laughs) leaning against the pole. Like, you could tell he did not want to be there at all. And then uh, we, you just look back, and then his daughter—he's with his daughter. So it, it's basically like the dad gets dragged to to a concert. He looks like he's like 50, 55 years old. You yeah, know, probably just unhappy, not wanting to be there. How funny! How funny is that? That it was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, props to him for for stepping up and taking his daughter. Now, was was he stepping up and taking his daughter, or was he just making sure that his daughter didn't turn into like a Nothing more groupy or something. Well, something was was he keeping an eye on her or was he being a, he a cool be, dad? And taking he had her there? to be worried. Either way, he was hating his life. Like uh, it was funny. He was the person at that concert that was not enjoying himself. No, and you could tell like he never cracked a <laughs> smile, just a straight up frown the whole time. Yeah. So it was good. Uh, um. So yeah, we got to get to the fireman's pick. Yeah, fireman's pick. He's got a uh, hockey tonight. NHL pick. Uh, you know we got to get some NHL coverage. I know we need money back in here to be our NHL analyst. Yeah, like, our head. Uh, I've watched actually, maybe like two minutes. We of hockey signed the whole him year. last night. I don't know if you remember, but we signed him to a part-time gig with After a Few. Yeah, kind of. I pitched it to him. Did he even agree? I don't think he agreed. Yeah, he agreed to it for a sum of money. Yeah, he wanted pay. As to, as to which I was not amenable to giving him to. But right, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. All right, Fireman's Pick, NHL. Here we go. Fireman's Pick. What's going on, sports fans? I got a new one for you this weekend, something I've never done on the pod, NHL Pick. Buffalo Sabres versus Boston Bruins, 7 p.m. Eastern time this Saturday. The last 14 games, if you look, Boston has just been killing it offensively. They just score and score and score. Kind of tell where this is going to lead into. Buffalo, on the other hand, the third worst defensive and and the second worst offensive. I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, oh, we should definitely take the under because they can't score. I mean, they've, they've scored, what, one, two, three goals maybe. It's risky. Well, guess what? No. If it's 5.5, if it's 6, we're taking the over on this game. I don't care what you think. I don't know. Rankings, toss them out the door. This one screams over. I'm so confident in this one, folks. So remember, Buffalo versus Boston. Take the over at 5.5 or 6, regardless. Just take it. All right? Fireman out. All right. Thank you, Fireman. You heard him. Take the over. Bruins versus Sabres. Yeah, Bruins been hot. They, uh... They scored like six goals the other night. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we got to wrap it up here. But before we go, uh, we're going to go back to one of our uh, first segments we haven't done in a while. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get a little Would You Rather action going on here. All right. And I suggested it, so I get to go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Barry, would you rather 
watch an uninterrupted WNBA doubleheader or <laughs> or listen to an entire Nickelback CD in one sitting. Oh, Nickelback any day. <laughs> You're a Nickelback fan? Dude, I no offense, like I just cannot take women's basketball right now. Like and the worst part is like I refereed it, so like you see like some of the worst of the worst. Like it's hard for me to watch. Then I go like my sister's games, you know, I I just freak out. Like I would sit in the stands and freak out. You've seen me a couple games. Well, yeah, that was largely because A, the refereeing was terrible. Yeah. But um and B the It's hard it I, I'm just no re- all right. I'm going with the first one. You're going with the first one. I'm not watching the NBA. You're not watching the WNBA. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so this actually brings up an interesting question. Like when did Nickelback become like the crappy? Yeah. The, but, but when the, did that the, be like the thing that you got made fun of because you like Nickelback? Like when, when did that happen? Uh, I would say like 10 years ago. I mean, I know they're not good anymore, but I have, I like Nickelback when, when they were good. You can't say that. I did. You like Nickelback? I mean, I liked a couple songs, but That's I never. What I'm saying. I don't know. I had I had one of their Nick and CDs. Al used to go to their concerts. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not I'm not on that level. Okay, but yeah, you know, this was like 12 years ago. Yeah, I I have to agree with your pick there. I I have a hard enough time watching the NBA. I like college basketball. I have a harder time watching the NBA. Although now I'm just gonna watch the Cavs just to see this hot mess like we talked about. But. uh yeah, WNBA. I couldn't watch. I don't think I could watch like an uninterrupted doubleheader of anything. Quite frankly, I mean, I could. I do. Like, I that's what I do. Yeah, but I'm not watching NBA. I mean, WNBA. well, I mean, Red Zone doesn't count. Like, that's no, I do. I watch thing. like the games on TNT. Like, you watch the first game, then I'll watch the second game till oh, I fall yeah. asleep. So, all right, but you're taking Nickelback. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm taking Nickelback. All right, so my would you rather? Um, would you rather drink all the half-finished drinks in the bar at, at the end of the night or eat all the half-finished food? Ugh. So you got to go food or drink. I, I'm... Ooh. See, there are a couple... I, like, analyze everything, so there are a couple components to this. Okay. I mean, with the... The food is obviously not a great decision... Right, because a you're gonna get some stuff that you didn't like, and b people's mouths have like directly been chewing on that food. Right. Whereas the drink, it's like the glass you can kind uh, of. Figure I mean, out it's kind of lips, like yeah, that stuff that's still there was maybe on the lips. But then you just you got to think about the backwash too. You know, like is there backwash on one of yep. these? Like, oh, that's just uh, yeah, that's just gross. So I will. Having said that, I'm going to take the drinks only because if it's at a bar, it's alcohol. And at least with that being alcohol, most of the germs and stuff should get killed off in it anyway. And that just seems like the better deal to me. Let me throw a wrench in your plan. All right. What's the wrench? So you know how just inconsiderate I am, I guess. Yeah, I I do know this. We've been friends for a while now. if, if uh, If I'm at the bar and... I got to spit. I'm going to spit in the cup. Or if that's not if a drink, though, dipping. They, no, they half, no, half no, beers. no. We're not getting into that. That's not. I'm a, not that's not d- a wrench not at all. That doesn't that. count as a drink. You're not. No. Well, Does you just never count. know. No. What could still be in there? Get out of here. Um, You're. Ugh. 
That's nasty. So so that's why I'm going with the food. Plus, I if if I have to drink all the drinks and it's actually alcohol, I'm gonna be blacked out. At least I'll have the flu with the with the food and not black have the fl- blacked yeah. out leading into the flu. Yeah, but you're probably gonna vomit all the food up anyway because of the quantity of food that you're gonna have to consume, probably. Well, hopefully people eat their food. I mean, I guess Quit we didn't talk about stuff. the size of bar that this is but i feel like this would you would you rather be long. like a nice bar in this scenario or would you rather be like a small dive bar like would you rather like have to do this at like hofbrau house or like some crappy college bar that's like the size of this room probably the college bar <laughs> honestly because if i was doing the food yeah yeah, that's fair. If you're doing the food, I think you take that. So. Yeah, I mean they're going to drink all the alcohol and not eat all the food. That's... Yeah, and again, if you're like Hofbrau House or something too, even with the drinks, like what if you have like people that still have like three quarters of a stein full, and you've just got to go around and pound like yeah fifty gallons of beer. Yeah, I'm not doing that. All right. So... Well, I I don't know. I'm going to need some beers to just reprocess this whole calf situation. So I'm kind of I'm really excited like to see if it'll change anything. But if it doesn't, social media is going to like people need to realize at the end of the day, it's LeBron's mild fault. It's his fault the, the that they're in this situation. Cleveland LeBron. So my well, favorite thing is, though, my favorite thing is, is they that LeBron has his guy, Brian Windhorse, all over ESPN, okay? So whatever LeBron tells Brian Windhorse, LeBron Windhorse spins it and tells it to defend LeBron. Right. We've seen it when he was at Cleveland the first time. He went all the way down there. He's reporting live from Miami. <laughs> and then now he's back with Cleveland. Now he's on ESPN. So, like, that's his guy. Yeah, so he's, he's LeBron's, LeBron's like, LeBron's like, all right. We're about to trade everybody. Spin this to make me look like a good guy. And then Brian Windhorst gets up on ESPN. He's like, LeBron is just loving this right now. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it is. Yeah, he's loving it because he's going to go to the Lakers next what year. What a dumb dumb. If he goes to the Lakers, will you get a LeBron jersey? No. I'm not going to become a fan of a team anymore because I'm not emotionally invested in a team. Like I like I like putting like five, ten bucks on a game and watching it. Yeah. And that makes it interesting for me. Yeah. Um, no, that's fair, but I, I, I can't go through this. Like I was a Kobe fan. So now that Kobe's gone, like the Lakers are, so you're a Kobe fan, not a Lakers fan. Kobe's gone. Lakers are out for you. Yeah. But yeah. like, I'm past that Kobe LeBron stage. Like I'm respecting greatness. I'm watching it, you know, and yeah. I, and I want to see LeBron give the Warriors the best chance he's got because right. like that finals used like the couple years ago was awesome. Right. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm gonna go drink a beer and process this. We've I got some more diagrams to draw about uh, how this works out for the Cavs. But yeah. we uh, we appreciate all you listeners out there. Please like, rate, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at After a Few Pod. Uh, we're on iTunes, um, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play. Please like, rate, subscribe us on iTunes, and we will see you guys next week.